Hello and welcome to the Distump Podcast. This is the show where we watch movies, play games, or listen to music in an effort to decide, are we going to keep the disc or are we going to dump it? Today I'm joined by the reigning champion of most number of times he guest spotted on this show. Of course, that's Josh from Four Nerds by Nerds. How you doing, buddy? Cowabunga, my dude. What's up? Cowabunga. <laughs> so for today, we are talking about... The Ninja Turtles movie from 1990. So, Josh, tell me what your life was like in 1990 that made you... Did you see this movie right away? Like, tell me how this movie came into your life. Oh, I actually have an interesting story of how I got this movie. Yeah? Uh, Yeah. The the year was 1990. I was three. Uh, This was, like, the world was just so different back then because, like, we got this VHS from Burger King. Oh like, my god! Like once in a while, back then, like fast food restaurants would like sell VHS movies. I remember like, that three or four to choose from. Like I know, like my mom worked at McDonald's, and that's where we got Back to the Future from because they did like Back to the Future, Field of Dreams, The Adams Family, and something else. <laughs> really, that's wild. Yeah. Huh, there was a period of time where Domino's and Papa John's and all of them were giving DVDs out with their pizzas. Did you work at a pizza place during that period of time? That was more recently. No. Um, Well, the funny thing is, is that we we bought this at Burger King. The commercial at the beginning is for Pizza Hut. And the pizza in the movie is Domino's. <laughs> so, like, it's all <laughs> over the fucking place. <laughs> That's fantastic. They, uh, they're eating Whoppers at the very, very beginning of the movie, which was pretty funny. There's some product placement. <laughs> Dude, the product placement in this movie is fucking hilarious. It really took me back, like, looking at the way that the boxes on the Whoppers looked and shit. Ooh, I've yeah. never been a big Burger King guy, but I remember it looking like that. Like, it's like easy to forget how close to the 80s i was born like i wasn't born in the 80s but it was a slow evolution over time as to what the trends were you know yeah dude when i was a little kid there were fucking aluminum foil ashtrays in mcdonald's because you could smoke inside that's right oh my god yeah the <laughs> ashtrays in the back seats of cars and stuff yep yeah, I was just thinking about that the other day. The fact that like cars used to have cigarette like lighters in them, <laughs> like now you just have it as a power outlet. Back in the day, like you would light your cigarettes with that bad boy, yeah. or reheat soup if you're goofy. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I remember when I was a kid, I watched this movie a lot with my stepbrother. And a lot of people don't know I have a stepbrother, people who actually know me. So now the world knows I had a stepbrother. And um, I just remember, like, we would watch this one and the second one back to back every time I was at the house. We'd watch them back to back at least once. And then we would watch the movie Species. But that's for a different tale. (laughs) And for a much different reason. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I was like, I don't know three when i was watching all of these things so yeah anyway and that continued for a long time and we would watch (laughs) there's a vhs of when the green ranger became the white ranger or whatever (laughs) i had that vhs that we would we would like watch all the same movies just over and fucking over i kind of missed that before all the bajillions of streaming services and shit 
Yeah, yeah, I do miss a lot of things. I miss the video stores. I miss fucking channel surfing. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. But I mean, that's I don't. I don't miss paying a hundred dollars a month for cable. So, yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? It's like the most expensive one. But I think blockbusters are about to make a comeback. Like, not necessarily as a place where you just rent movies, but like a nostalgia store. I have a feeling they're gonna fucking if they play their cards right. That's exactly what's about to happen. It's just nineties and early two thousands everything. Yeah, they'll have a huge section of Funko Pops. <laughs> they probably will. Like, yeah. have you been to an Fye or a Suncoast video lately? I love Fye. Yeah, it's it's just nerd stuff now. It's not even movies and music. It's just that's nerd where, stuff. Yeah, that's why I bought those movies that I sent you. The Halloween movies I got the other really? day. Really? Yeah, was from Fye. Yeah. Dude, FYE is my favorite store, or at least it was. Now it's, I don't know. But yeah, that was like, they're still around. I can't fucking believe it. <laughs> so, well, a lot, they closed a lot of them because we had one in the mall that's closer. There's a mall that's closer to my house that has like no stores in it now. And then there's mm-hmm. a one like in the cap, though, that that's like where our capital is. And then we have a bigger city called Manchester that's like another 10 minutes, 15 minutes past there. And that mall is bigger. And that, has an now that has an fye because they closed the one in the concord mall now they open one in manchester mall so like uh Hmm. i was fucking like when the one in that first mall was going out of business like they actually surprisingly had good sales so i got this like 90 dollar bluetooth speaker for like uh 12 bucks (laughs) oh nice yeah i was pumped i remember when suncoast video apparently is like the same company it's just like a different section of it or whatever where like fye was more about music and suncoast was more about movies when a suncoast our local suncoast video went out of business i spent like three hundred dollars but i got no maybe not three hundred don't exaggerate miles i spent two hundred dollars and i got well over 200 movies like i bought so fucking much and i remember i got the wanted the movie wanted had like this crazy box set fye wanted 80 dollars for this one movie's box set and i got it for like nine bucks at suncoast because they're going out of business fucking love that shit so we're clearly more so nostalgic for physical media right now than we are this actual movie is this your favorite movie of all time it's up there, yeah. I, I'd still. It was the second movie we did on my podcast. That's pretty good. What was the first one? Terminator Two. Uh, RoboCop. RoboCop. I was pretty close. Terminator, <laughs> but we recorded them on the same day. We recorded RoboCop, and then we recorded Ninja Turtles right after it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just, I love this fucking movie. Everything about it's perfect. Like it's exactly what it should be, especially based on like, like. This the Ninja Turtles comic because originally this was a comic was very adult, like hmm. and then the eighties cartoon came out, which was the complete opposite of the comics, and I feel like this is the perfect balance of the two, because like it's like edgy and fucking like Shredder is terrifying, and if you can get over the bedazzled onesie. Like the scene of him walking down that long hallway into the like open arena where like all the teens are that he's talking to and the music and shit as a kid fucking scared the shit out of me. (laughs) As a kid, for sure. As an adult watching it with a critical eye, I was like, this dude is walking out here in front of a bunch of teenagers wearing a bedazzled onesie a cape that's purple and somebody just rolled out a ratty ass carpet for him to walk across. Like really? Like this is uh, the intimidating so, guy. 
still effective to me. I mean, motherfucker's got claws on his hands. He does, and they had to have people like very gingerly take his uh, his cape off of his sharp <laughs> shoulder pads. Like, if you can't put it on by yourself, why are you fucking wearing it? Like, there's no sense in this. Somebody had to see you in a compromised position to put all this bullshit on. One of the the scariest dreams I've ever had had this version of the shredder in it. Really? Yeah, I had like a dream that it was Halloween and like everybody it was like that have you ever did you ever watch Buffy? Of course. There was that episode where all their Halloween costumes like came to life, like whatever you were wearing is what you become. Right. I had a dream like that, but like everyone was bad except for me. So like I was like <laughs> peeking up out of like a manhole cover and like Shredder was planning like to fucking like kill everybody with Hitler and shit. And I was like, this is fucking terrifying. <laughs> the super popular Halloween costume, Hitler. Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think like people were coming back to life too. Like the zombies were, it was a fucking, it was a fucked up Halloween. Apparently, Jesus Christ. So, <laughs> so you're intimidated by Shredder. I found him hilarious and not intimidating in any way this time around. But full disclosure, I skipped through some of the best parts of this movie just because I was on a time constraint to get this recorded. So you know this movie like the back of your hand, right? Yeah, I could probably talk along with it the whole movie. Really? Yeah, Yeah, I'm not there. I'm definitely not there. I took some real, real not vivid notes, but here's my number one thing. Raph is so much cooler than all the other ones. Yeah. And like my favorite one is Leonardo, but in this movie, Raph is the only one with any kind of personality or badassery. Well, it, well, he's also like the central focus too mm-hmm. because he was like the most popular character. Um but yeah, I mean, they just don't they don't really give anyone else anything to do. But right. I do feel like there are there like you get a lot of Raph by himself, but then you also get like you do get a lot of like genuine moments between the four of them all together. Yeah. Which is which I feel like they they I feel like the thing about this movie that is great is like I don't like people like the second one for nostalgic reasons. Mm-hmm. And I like this one because it's I feel like it's still a good movie. They like, don't fucking make movies like this anymore at no, all. They have they like were... immediately stopped making movies like this after this movie. <laughs> Yeah, we got this and then Garbage Pail Kids. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, this is Jim Henson's last movie. This is the last thing that Jim Henson ever worked on. Really? I didn't know that. And it's fucking, besides one point where you can see, like, the mouth of the actor inside of Donatello's mask, mm-hmm. you don't see any, there's no seams, there's no nothing throughout the rest of the movie. You never once question that these turtles aren't fucking alive and up and walking around. Like, they don't look like shit. How they got progressively worse is fucking weird. <laughs> like, right. this one, they look amazing. Like, their eyes look realistic. They they talk. They're they have expressions they're doing, and shit. They're doing fucking martial arts. And, like, their shell isn't folding in half or anything like that. Like, There were a few rubber shell moments, for sure. Not gonna lie. There, there definitely were. When they're rolling across the ground and shit. How dare you, Miles? 
they're they do so much unnecessary shit while they're pr- practicing ninjutsu. Like there's scenes where they're like rolling in a ball together. Like there's no reason that they need to do that weird gymnastic shit. They just do it. They're team, Miles. They're team. <laughs> they're we're a team. So let's put our faces in each other's crotches and roll across the ground and then jump out and kick people when we really could have kicked someone the whole time. In the original comics, they didn't do that shit. In the original comics, they just like cut people's heads off and shit. Yeah, I can't. So every moment of disbelief I had in this movie, I was like, oh, come on, that wouldn't happen. I had to remind myself, this program is called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. At what point am I supposed to be like, this is believable? The answer is none. So I found that I enjoyed it more thinking about it through that lens than I would have. Okay, this is an early 90s, late 80s movie. But it's not like, besides a few spots that are supposed to be, this movie isn't campy. Like, there's a few spots that are campy on purpose. Mm -hmm. But like the serious shit, it's not like schlocky and it's not like hard to believe. You know, like the scene when like Splint, like Shredder is like threatening Splinter, like Mm -hmm. he has a chain to a fucking wall, smacking him in the face, like putting blades up under his throat, like it's that's some like intense shit. You like it isn't like oh ha ha this kids movie. It's like oh god he's gonna fucking kill that dude. But what about the part where Splinter was talking about his backstory and how he was in a bird cage and he was a rat and he'd watch his master do uh, all kinds of kung fu and shit. And then there's a puppet of a rat doing all the poses and shit in the bird cage. That's not campy to you? No, he learned from his master. <laughs> Hamato Yoshi. <laughs> who was then violently struck down with the love of his life by his rival. A Roku Saki, who, who turns, turns out, out to be. Shredder. Yes, of course. He <laughs> his ear off, but he slashed his face. And then it just abruptly ended, right? Like, then he was gone. After I slashed his face and he cut my ear off, I looked back and he was gone. So I tended to my master. He was gone and I was alone. <laughs> yeah. Why would he stop fighting a rat that knows Kung Fu? <laughs> he was just a little rat at that time. He looked pretty big to me. If I encountered yeah, him and I had a sore rat, he hadn't been radio. He hadn't been touched by ooze yet. I guess that's true. So in my fast forwarding, I skipped over the ooze bit. I seem to remember it. I'm pretty sure. And I'm not going to let the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie taint how my memory of the 1991 is. And that's like, so they go in the sewer and they get hit by this ooze. Yes. Do they explain where the ooze comes from? So Splinter came to America on a boat after his master was killed. Uh, Or no, they had fled to America. And then, yeah, the bad guy tracked him down. So uh, he left and went into the sewer. And he found the turtles, like, crawling around in the ooze. Mm. And then, so, like, he, like, got him out of there. But then that he got ooze on himself, getting them out of there. And then, like, he started to get bigger and smarter and could talk. And then the turtles started to get bigger and, and could talk. So he trained them how to do martial arts and raise them as his children. I mean, nothing about that sounds campy at all. <laughs> in the com- in the original comic books, uh, the the writers who are from my ho- my home state of New Hampshire, 
Like the first issue of Ninja Turtles was written in New Hampshire. Cool. Um, they uh, love Daredevil. So mm-hmm. they like tenuously link this to Daredevil. Like even though it wasn't, it's not a Marvel book. Because um, in the first pages, like the origin story for them, you see, because uh, Daredevil, when he was a kid, he got hit by like this radioactive stuff and it blinded him, but gave him like super senses. You kind of like see that through the sewer grate happening. And then that, whatever hit him, that tube rolls into the gutter and mm-hmm. down the manhole. And then the Ninja Turtles are in the sewer and they become Ninja Turtles from like the same stuff like and like daredevil's bad guys are called the hand right and, and then, then the foot is okay the foot, and the daredevil's master's name is stick and their yes. master's name is splinter i see that makes so much more sense through that lens there yeah i uh i got into daredevil there for a hot minute once i was watching the netflix show and i was like you know this is a pretty cool character he's poor blind batman so like what what could what could go wrong and uh so i read some of the the characters like side stories of when apparently daredevil like takes over new york he makes this big like uh yeah he like kills the kingpin yeah, and he like takes over New York, and it's fucking crazy. And then apparently all of his side characters become like mainstream heroes or whatever. So I read a couple of those, and I was just like, "This is." I didn't think about it being related to the Ninja Turtles because it was a little further along down the line, but that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So now he is the Ninja Turtles are teaming up with Batman. Does that make it a DC property then? Um. No, they. I think their comics put out by IDW. I thought so. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, they just do some. Yeah, they do some crossover sometimes. But Batman will like crossover with Scooby Doo and shit too. That's like, true. It's very, it's very weird. Like there is there is like these odd crossovers. Like Marvel will crossover with Image once in a while and stuff like that. Like, I have just, a like, Batman contracts. Yeah, I have a Batman versus Spawn comic, and that's pretty dope. I pretty I cherish that one. That's pretty yeah, good. I think uh like Savage Dragon has been hanging out with like Miles Morales lately or something like that. I don't know who Savage Dragon is. He's basically like Image's version of the Hulk. Oh uh, okay. Like a green muscular guy with like a fin on his head. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, Image tried to do like an Avengers situation where Spawn was the lead of that. I have the number one of that, and I read it, and it is not good. No. So, anyway, are you super into comics? Like, I've never heard you really like talk about reading comics. Um, I don't read a ton of comics. Like, I'd love to, but it's always so hard to just jump in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like kind of more like individual runs. Like the Ninja Turtle. There's a Ninja Turtles run happening right now called The Last Ronin, mm-hmm. which is set in the future. And all of the Ninja Turtles have been killed, except for one of them. And Which uh, one? like, uh, I think it's re- it was revealed to be Michelangelo, the one you would least think it would be, <laughs> right? But he has all of their weapons, like, and has like, he's finally like matured because he's had to, and like trained himself in all like the forms. Mm-hmm. So it's just him against the Foot Clan, which is ran by the Shredder's like son or grandson. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and it's almost finished. So when it finishes, I want to get it in one, like one hmm. big, because I'll reach it like that. But like, just no, I'm not going issue by issue. Like, 
uh, there was a large period of time where I like if I I would just go into these like Wikipedia dives, yeah, and read all this shit about all these characters. So like I know a ton of shit that I've never read or anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's the thing about comics is like even the most devout comic book reader doesn't know everything about anything. Like even their favorite thing that they love, they don't know everything about it. Like I fucking love Silver Surfer. Silver Surfer's dope. I just finished. Uh, in one book they had from 1989 to 1993, just like bam, in one big fat book. It took me a year, but I fucking just finished it, and it was so goddamn good. But I still, I, I know Surfer so Black? little, huh? Is that Silver Surfer Black? No, it was called um, Silver Surfer Inner Demons, and the cover of it is him strangling Daredevil and Spider Man at the same time, and That's it's true. fucking dope because he's the whole time he's having like an identity crisis. So for years, Silver Surfer had an identity crisis, and I just managed to read it in the past year, singular, yeah. and it was fantastic. Especially when Doctor Doctor Strange and Silver Surfer are like having conversations. There's so much fucking wisdom jammed into such small dialogue <laughs> boxes. Yeah. Oh. So well written. Anywho, what are we talking about? It's uh, comic books with uh, Ninja Turtles. So they, yeah. they're IDW, and I remember them having a Batman run that was like a big deal. And yeah, there's an animated movie based on it. Really? Is it called Batman Ninja? Because I just typed in Ninja and Batman Ninja. No, that's one on that's like an anime Batman that they made. It's called Batman, either Batman versus or Batman meets the Ninja Turtles. Okay. I, I have it. It's the. The art style's a little weird. Like the Ninja Turtles look a little meh, and it's not the best looking Batman, but the f- it's adult ish. Mm-hmm. And like the fight scenes are fucking brutal. Fuck like, yeah. Batman fights the Shredder like one on one in like the beginning of the movie. Like he's he's chasing like the uh, the the foot has come to Gotham. Okay. Like chasing them down, but the Ninja Turtles are also chasing the foot. So Batman thinks that they like the turtles are working for the foot. Mm-hmm. So like he fucking fights the shredder and like it's a little even, but then he kind of gets the shit kicked out of him. Yeah. And then he fucking like chases down the Ninja Turtles and like fights all the Ninja Turtles. Batman could take, well, he could at least keep up with all the Ninja Turtles, especially since they yeah. decide to fight people one-on-one. Like, when they were fighting Shredder at the end of the first fucking movie, yeah. they're just, like, <laughs> playing rock, paper, scissors to see who would go get their ass kicked next when they could just both go and kick his ass together or whatever, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Donatello, go grab him around the throat with your giant staff, and then Leonardo cut his fucking head off. <laughs> right, yeah, that would be a quick one-two, and you're done. But like you and Raphael go up and fucking start prison shanking the shit out of them. <laughs> and they all go and throw their stuff away. And of all the things for Splinter to use to protect himself, he uses Mikey's nunchuck. Didn't yeah. see that coming. The, the least effective weapon of all of their weapons. It is true. Uh, we are skipping over a very, very large chunk of this movie. 90% of it. One of the most amazing characters in movie history which is Elias Coteus playing Casey Jones. Yeah, okay. I was wondering if you were going to get in, go Casey Jones or April O'Neil. Fuck April O'Neil. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do like April O'Neil in this movie. I like her better than the girl that plays her in the next two movies. But uh, Elias Coteus is one of my favorite actors. I like. I love when he pops up in anything because he he's just pops up in like all these little parts. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but he is so fucking perfect in this role. It's fantastic. I mean, he was pretty cool. I could never remember Casey Jones's name, but like he says his own name so many times in this movie that you're like, that's Casey Jones. If there ever was one, could have just called himself Casey or come up with a various painter's name. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) So his thing is he reminds me of the Warriors where like the baseball gang is running around with baseball bats, except he does not discriminate by sport. If there's a wacky thing, he's got it for whacking. Yeah, he's he's like the Punisher if he didn't use lethal force. (laughs) Right. He doesn't use guns, but he just strolls around New York City looking for fucking bad guys. So right when the very end of this movie where Shredder lands in the trash truck uh somebody walked in my door and it caught my attention did casey jones fucking murder him with a trash truck and like flip the switch and it crushed him yeah yeah shredder falls off the building into a garbage truck and casey jones is like whoops and hits the fucking lever and fucking crushes him to death but not because he comes back in the next movie yeah, they had to retcon that because after this, parents groups freaked the fuck out. <laughs> Understandably so. He uh, he was contained <laughs> in a garbage truck, totally fine. And Casey Jones is like, "You dead?" I wouldn't say he's totally fine. He was probably he should have been dead already. He fell a hundred feet into a fucking metal garbage truck. That's true. That also had God knows what in the garbage, probably yeah. razor blades and shit. <laughs> but. Blades never seem to fucking bother Shredder. Anywho, uh, this seems like a pretty good spot for us to take a brief break, and we're going to return with a beloved segment we haven't seen in like 30 fucking episodes, so we'll be right back. Hello, I am Chris from the Geek Peak Podcast, and I am very excited to introduce my two friends here. Miles? Hello, I'm Miles from the Distump Podcast. And Josh. Hi, I'm Josh from the Four Nerds by Nerds Podcast. We are very, very excited to be doing a brand new podcast together. We are joining forces, and we are going to be reviewing horror movies. It is called High on Horror. It's going to be our podcast where we talk all about horror movies. We're going to review them, and we're even going to have some audience participation. I hope you guys are excited. The show will debut on the first day of fall, September 22nd, so be on the lookout for that. Until then, you can follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, at HonHPod, where we'll be pumping out quality content all the time. And remember, life is tough. So why not take a break and get high on horror? The world is a confusing, stressful, and often frightening place. And we each have our own unique coping mechanisms that help us get by. Some people will tell you that when life gives you lemons, you should make lemonade. No, that's terrible advice. Just randomly getting free fruit is extremely suspicious. Haven't you heard of Snow White? That's actually uh, a really good point. It's usually not a great idea to consume anything if you're not totally sure what's in it. 
If you're the type of person who copes with discomfort by making strange jokes and who enjoys losing yourself in a creepy and sometimes bloody mystery, please join us for our dark comedy podcast, Studying Scarlet. We alternate weekly between true crime and fictional crime, and we even take listener requests for episode topics. So if you too have a morbid sense of humor, we'd love to welcome you into our weird, quirky, and sometimes disturbing world. Studying Scarlet is available on your favorite podcast app, and you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We can't wait to meet you. Please subscribe today. Hey there. Do you like movies, cartoons, video games, anime, and everything in between? Then we have a show for you. The Four Nerds by Nerds podcast. Every week, Josh and Ben bring you all the latest and greatest in movie reviews, news, commentaries, interviews, special guests, and tons of bonus episodes. New episodes come out every Monday. We also make great nerdy content on our YouTube channel. You can find our show anywhere podcasts are found. The Four Nerds by Nerds Podcast. Your one stop for all your nerdy needs. Stay nerdy, my friends. Have you listened to any episodes with the terrible drink segment in them, Josh? Hell yeah, I have. <laughs> really? Good. Um, so for the audience who doesn't know, when I was a kid, we didn't throw things away. And my mom shopped at discount grocery stores. Now, these are the kind of places where you see something once, you'll never see it again. So if you like it, buy as much of it as you can get. At least that was my mom's logic. So she wouldn't wait for us to tell her if we liked it or not. She would just buy a shitload of these random fucking drinks, and sometimes they were a hit, and sometimes they were not. And if they were not a hit, they lingered for a real long time. And uh, so it became a whole thing where I I had housefuls of people every day. I'd have like three to five people over, and I would be. they'd ask me for a drink, and I'd say, okay, I'll get you a water. And I'm going to get you a terrible drink. And you have to at least open it and try it. And uh, that's how this segment really started was I would have these random drinks and my mom would be like, it looked good. I'm like, mom, there's nothing written in English. This is Russian. What did you buy? And uh, that's uh, that's how this started was there would be just these random fucking things uh, for sale at these discount grocery stores. My mom would buy all of them and they would last for months and months. So I tried to pour them down my friend's gullets and sometimes they liked them and I would give them the whole case and sometimes they didn't. So, uh, in the honor of that, we picked an energy drink to drink at 10 17 PM <laughs> Eastern time. I am taste testing this. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what do you have in your hand there, Josh? <laughs> I have, uh, Bob Ross positive energy drink, 12 fluid ounces. <laughs> so the label is a picture of Bob Ross, and he would fucking roll over in his grave if they knew, if he knew they were using his image for energy drinks. <laughs> like maybe some relaxing tea would be on brand, but why energy drinks? <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get your energy up to. Uh, come on you know look at bob ross's fro you know he was blowing lines off stage 
<laughs> I mean, probably. <laughs> Apparently, he was a ruthless murderer in Vietnam, and he used painting to escape it. So, oh, that's, really? yeah, because he like was drafted, and he killed a lot of people, and he had a hard time like coping with it. So he started painting, and that's how we got Bob Ross as we know him today. And smoked um, copious amounts of weed because one just naturally that happy. I fucking I watched the first episode of Bob Ross that was on Netflix and he's like, I know I'm supposed to be showing you some painting, but right now I think I just want you to see what I got going on at home. And he's like rehabilitating baby squirrels and shit. (laughs) Have you ever seen the meme that said, what if Bob Ross's paintings are all locations where he hid bodies? (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. And he did kill tons of people, apparently. So that would make sense. But I actually have a painting in my house. It was my grandma's, and she gave it to me when I got my first apartment because I loved it so much. And she had it like my whole life. And it is a painting uh, up there. That, By Bob Ross? Well, Bob Ross did it on his show, and the whole point of his show was you were supposed to watch her along and paint it. Uh-huh. My grandma's neighbor did it, watched the show, and painted this painting, and then gave it to my grandparents as like a housewarming gift. That's pretty cool, though. It looks just like uh, Bob Ross. Like They nailed it. I fucking love it. I want to get like a f- actual like frame because it's just like canvas. I want to get like an actual frame to keep it safe. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah, I love it. It's my favorite thing. <laughs> so we have a Bob Ross energy drink of all beverages. His picture's so big on this. <laughs> it is. It's like out of focus. <laughs> um. So the ingredients are water, high fructose corn syrup, citric acid, sodium citrate, taurine natural flavor whatever the fuck that is uh <laughs> caffeine so we've made it all this far and caffeine has not been one of the main ingredients um potassium syrup of ro- of wood rosin <laughs> yeah we're about to put ginseng root extract ginseng makes my heart go huh! so <laughs> we'll see what happens here um not recommended for children people sensitive to caffeine pregnant women or women who are nursing (laughs) there's a warning at the bottom of this (laughs) all right all right so uh we're i mean this is red bull and they kind of like put a sticker over (laughs) i imagine that's probably true but at least we got a cool can out of it i guess uh we got these on amazon.com and i just went to five below yesterday and they had them for half the price at five below sorry josh (laughs) yeah we have a we have a candy store in our like outlet mall and i was told that they had these there for three bucks and i paid six bucks (laughs) yep same here free shipping yeah right all righty uh let's give these a crack and give it a smell and see how it smells look at the color it's like blue whoa (laughs) it looks like blue hawaiian punch it is like blue hawaiian punch what's it smell like to you i don't know i don't have the greatest sense of smell so it smells like definitely smells Berry Red Bull. If I had to put a flavor on the smell, Berry Red Bull. Yeah. All right, let's give it a taste of Rue. Take a swig of this. Yeah, that's exactly what it tastes like. Fruit punch and and Red Bull put together. I'm not gonna lie, I really fucking like this. <laughs> it's really good. Up, yeah. <laughs> I can put some uh, rum in here. And call this party, dude. I don't work tomorrow, so I could stay up all fucking night if I want to, and I might, because this is delicious. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't want it to go to waste. Like maybe I can put it in a bottle that has a cap and it'll stay carbonated. <laughs> maybe. I mean, you can always get it for three dollars. That's true. But this is a good product. It's blue. It's very blue. Oh man, oh, it's like, very blue. Yeah, it's like it's like blue Powerade. Yeah, it's like carbonated Powerade. That's exactly what it tastes like. Yeah, that is what it tastes like. Wow. So on, I actually made that drink at the gas station. I told you guys about it. You and Chris. I put I filled up a cup most of the way with a fountain blue Powerade and then poured an entire can of Red Bull into it and it was fucking delicious. That sounds amazing. I just wanted an alternative to coffee, but I didn't want to just drink Red Bull, so I was like, let's fucking spice it up. <laughs> and that's what this tastes like. That is what this tastes like. Jesus. And uh I don't drink caffeine. Like that's not something I put in my diet daily, let alone maybe weekly. I have a little bit of caffeine. Uh, I am already fucking like buzzed off of this. Yeah, <laughs> feel alive. <laughs> yeah, I run off of coffee, which has way much more caffeine than this. So these things don't even like fucking do much to me. How much caffeine in this? Let's see. Potassium. Doesn't say. Uh, there are forty grams of sugar in this. Yeah. Anything else? Oh, caffeine contains a hundred milligrams for twelve ounces. Yeah. Yeah, my coffee has like two hundred and forty milligrams of, of yeah caffeine. But in like sometimes I get a turbo shot, which adds another two hundred to it. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I once wrote a paper about caffeine in different things, and everyone's like, "Tea has way more caffeine than coffee." I'm like, "Are you an idiot?" Because tea <laughs> averages twelve grams of caffeine, and coffee averages two hundred and twenty. So. <laughs> That's uh, coffee is by far the king of energy giving things like energy drinks average 60 to 80. Coca-Cola has like, I think, 30. So, yeah, coffee by a bajillion miles is way more caffeinated than any other drink, period. Yeah, I wish I could drink it black. It would be so much more healthy for me. Yeah, it'll also put fucking hair on your chest. Jesus. I don't like coffee, hence me not drinking caffeine. But man, this is delicious, and I don't want it to go to waste. Am I still talking? Holy shit! <laughs> so fucking amped up right now. <laughs> we have two ratings for our drinks on this: is terrible or not terrible? What do you think, Josh? Oh, that's not terrible at all. I agree. I might have to go buy a case of these because yeah. this is fucking delicious. Fuck yeah! Hell yeah! Not for $6 a fucking can, though. No, yeah. I mean, free, free shipping, at least. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, interesting dynamic about this. I definitely didn't pick up when I was a kid, but I picked up as an adult. Is April fucks with the chief of police so hard in this movie? Yeah, yeah I never under, really understood what, why they were speaking as a child. It, she, he seemed like her boss. And right. as an adult, I'm like, tell him to fuck off. You don't want to answer to him. Right. <laughs> like, you're a fucking reporter. You work for a, a news agency. You don't work for the police. He, he can't tell you what to do. It's weird that he even takes an audience with her one-on-one because that's like poison for anyone in a political position. And he's just like, what are you doing? Don't you know I love crime? <laughs> yeah, and, he's t- and he gets her fired. <laughs> like, Will... Let your son off the hook for stealing that we arrested him for if you fire this melty broad. <laughs> <laughs> and he does it. 
I mean, you scratch my back, I scratch yours, I guess. And his itch was April O'Neil. They kept talking about how hot she is. Thoughts? Uh, no, she just seems like like a middle aged mom. She doesn't yes. like. What is she supposed to be? Is she supposed to be like a hot twenty one year old? Because she doesn't. She looks like she's thirty five. <laughs> she's one of those actresses who's always played a mom. Like that's just her face, this mom face. Yeah, she's the mom in Halloween Town. For those of you who are into the Disney Channel movies from the early nineties. Oh really? I think the only other thing I've seen her in is Armageddon. Yeah, she's, uh, she's in that she's briefly. Yeah, like estranged wives. She's yeah, she's in a handful of things, but I'm pretty sure in everything except this movie, she plays a mom. Pretty sure. Yeah, probably. So speaking of parents, do you think Splinter teaches the Ninja Turtles like algebra, chemistry? <laughs> I mean, he definitely teaches Donatello those things. <laughs> That's true. Like, Donnie's a fucking genius turtle. How does a rat man... Te- like, I don't know. They they seem to have some level of education. At least all of them, but Mikey do. And uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like... It's like Splinter saw potential in Donatello to be smart and with Leonardo to be a fucking like, great leader. So then, like, they got all the attention, and Raph was like, Raph became so angry because he didn't get attention, and Mikey's just like mentally challenged. (laughs) (laughs) Mikey has the vibes of like the youngest kid, you know what I mean? Like, the parents have really let that one just do whatever he wanted. (laughs) But they're all supposed to be like the same age. I know. (laughs) Raph is like a middle kid for sure. Donnie is the second to youngest, and Leonardo is definitely the oldest. If we had to put him in order, would you agree with that ranking? What do you think? Yeah, yeah, I mean, probably. Because if Raph was the oldest, he wouldn't... I mean, he doesn't take shit from anybody. But if he was the oldest, he would definitely, like, would have more shit to say about Leonardo being the leader. I loved his New York accent in this. He's the only one that had a believable New York accent of the four of them. Oh, it wasn't Corey Feldman as fucking Donatello. I didn't realize Corey Feldman was Donatello until I like clicked on IMDb while I was watching it. I was like, holy shit, really? Because yeah, he, he does not owned... return to the rest of them. <laughs> no, he owned the fucking 80s and 90s, the early 90s. Man, he was in everything for like three years. And uh, then he w- turned into who he is today. So did you ever see... Did you ever see the video of him going on the Today Show and performing a like musical? Yeah, like looking like Michael Jackson. Yeah. Oh my well, god! Weird. He is the most known actor voicing the Ninja Turtles, but he is the only one of the voices that doesn't make an appearance as an actual like human character. Really? Like the guy that does Raphael's voice, because it's not the guy that's in the suit. The guy that does Raphael's voice is in the back of the cab when he flies over the roof of the cab. Oh, the guy, okay. What the hell was that? And the driver's like, oh, just look like a turtle in a trench coat. The guy in the back who said, what the, who the, what the hell was that? He, that's the guy that does Raphael's voice. Interesting. And then I think the Domino's guy is either the director or another one of the voice actors. That was pretty funny. They were encouraging ripping off your fucking pizza delivery, dude. <laughs> 122 and an eighth. 
Master Tatsu. How do you feel about Master Tatsu? Is he like a character that recurs much? Because I only remember him from this movie. He's in the second one. He's a badass motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> he beats up children when he gets pissed off. Yeah. Two things. I want to. I have my entire life wanted to hang out in the Foot Club's lair. Yeah, dude, looks, for real. Amazing place ever. <laughs> like, <laughs> like a skateboard park and arcade games, and you can smoke as many cigarettes as you want. Fucking yes, please. Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't see any whiskey, but I feel like there'd be some, at, at least some fireball floating around in there. It was beer. Day. They were drinking beer. <laughs> That's true. Leader, the, the main thug kid who's like, Anything you want to do, do it. Like Sam Rockwell. That's Sam Rockwell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He put fucking gashes in his eyebrow and shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sam He's Rockwell great. stole the show. I remember when that became like a meme. Was people like, "Hey, did you guys know Sam Rockwell's in the Ninja Turtles?" If you went to IMDb during that time, you would have seen the number one actor was Sam Rockwell. Yeah, <laughs> kind of like big... when you go to Malcolm in the Middle and you look at the cast, Brian Cranston's number one for some reason. Yeah. Well, the uh, speaking of Tatsu, that scene where he does like freak out and punches the the kid, and then they're like pulling his mask off, and they're like, "Oh, is, is he all right? Oh my god!" And everyone's all concerned. Uh, like they had to like they ADR'd in. The people being like, oh, he's still breathing and stuff like that. Like, he was supposed to kill that kid. Oh, really? Yeah, like, that's how originally it was filmed. And they're like, that's a little too dark. We're going to change that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the era that, like, all of these 90s ninja kid programs came out. Because you had this one. You had the fucking three ninjas. You yeah. had the Karate Kid. And you got fucking the Power Rangers movie, like all in this cluster of time that was like so formative for us, you know? And there's about 20 fucking not as good ones as well. Yeah. Like Like, certain ninjas. (laughs) So many fucking ninjas. I guess it was like the zombies of the early 90s was ninjas, huh? Yeah. The next Karate Kid with Hilary Swank. (laughs) (laughs) did you watch the shitty one that had uh jackie chan as mr miyagi yeah i liked him as mr miyagi i hated jaden smith as the fucking kid though yeah exactly i got no room for him in my life (laughs) fucking jackie chan is doing exactly what everyone would want an old jackie chan to do but it just keeps landing in all these shitty fucking movies like I didn't watch the Ninjago Lego movie or whatever, but he oh, plays like, the movie's actually pretty good. Is it like I can't get into Lego things, but if it's good, I will give it a shot because I fucking love Jackie Chan. Yeah, yeah, he's like a uh, Morgan Freeman is basically his character in the regular Lego movie. He's just like this old fucking wise person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan's a shit. So yeah, like I don't Michael Argus though, uh, because in the second one, in Ninja Turtles two, we have the character of uh, uh, I don't remember his name right now. He's the pizza boy that becomes their friend. He like delivers pizza. I don't remember. Uh, and that's Ernie Reyes Jr. He's a martial artist, mm. but also he's one of the guys in the suits in this one. Okay. And then he went on to just be a regular character in the second one. 
Yeah, to be the dude in the suit is crazy because they're like doing flips and shit in real life wearing this essentially a big ass backpack on their back and yeah. their like range of motion is different and their center of gravity is different and they still like make it look so fluid. That's incredible yeah. choreography. And it was like extreme. Like they were like throwing up in those suits and stuff because it was so hot. Really? Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, that's got to be so gross. Yeah. Like I watched some of the extras for the Mortal Kombat movie that came out this year. And like the suits that look like they're skin tight were super fucking thick. And like the, the main dude that had like the gold armor or whatever, he peeled that shit off and it was like four inches thick. It was crazy. So I can't imagine these big wampin fucking Ninja Turtles outfits. Yeah, that took like fucking eight people to fucking operate. <laughs> Yeah, like crazy, crazy. But I I feel like we need more practical effect movies. It's dying because of all this computer shit looking awesome. All the Marvel movies are in front of green screens. Like they should definitely do on location shit and they should definitely do more movies like this. Like, okay, the biggest fight scene in this movie is when they destroy April O'Neil's entire apartment building. Fucking awesome scene it would cost 200 300 million dollars to do that today like they wouldn't just do practical effects make it cool in that own way they would add like fucking missiles coming down from space and shit and people flying around and glass shattering and shit like i don't know i feel like there's something to be said for not giving it the michael bay treatment and what a cool scene because it it's all in one location but it has like three different stages to it because it starts on the roof outside and then it goes down into april's apartment and then it goes through the floor into the fucking basement into like the thrift store and Mm -hmm. then the whole fucking place sets on fire like it's so i I fucking love it i love this whole movie They fight just wave after wave after wave of teenagers who are fucking smoking cigars and drinking beers. They're probably not at their A game. So these big giant turtle monsters yeah. just beating the piss out of all these kids. <laughs> yeah, I said that during our commentary. I was like, Shredder shouldn't be getting these kids that he needs to do fucking martial arts addicted to cigarettes. Like, right. you're going to pull their cardio. <laughs> do you want menthols or not menthols? Anyway. Well, I think because most of them are just there to be thieves they're not there to be ninjas right like he only bestows opening scene was they're just fucking robbing and stealing to get fucking stuff for the shredder yeah and then they put the stupid hoods on them that have the the fucking bug eyes on them what the fuck is that like that would only impede your ability to see (laughs) but how accurate does it look look to the comics or whatever yeah, to the cartoons and shit. Like they look just yeah, that's like that's true. It definitely the more I'm thinking about it right now, like so the nineties in comic books, they they went from being like Superman throws him in jail to like gang violence because it became so like prevalent in the real world. So like street level crime became a thing. So Daredevil had a resurgence, fucking Venom and Spider-Man blew up and spawn even though there's a little bit of celestial shit to it mostly at the beginning he's dealing with street level crime people fucking with hobos and shit and like that was the thing that was going on so the fact that the ninja turtles were taking on a gang was super true to the times as far as comics and entertainment in general um 
I, I was going somewhere with that. <laughs> anyway, this is pretty cool. It's it super feels related to Daredevil now, though. Like, especially the way you said all of that stuff makes total sense. But even just like the people that they fight and the places that they fight are so similar that it just makes I'm surprised. Do you think IDW crossed over with Marvel for one of those? Probably, yeah. I wouldn't just have to figure that exists. We're gonna have to figure that out because that would be a dope comic to read. Yeah, but I'd love another movie like this. They talked about making a sequel to this movie, kind of like erasing the other two and just doing a sequel from this. Mm-hmm. Now Seth Rogen is supposed to be producing a new live action one, so Ooh. hopefully it's more like this. The only real problem I see is that Nickelodeon bought the rights to the Ninja Turtles. Ooh. Like so, all the cartoons are on there, and like all the movies are produced by Nickelodeon. So I don't know if we'll get it from there, but hopefully we'll see. Because like it just needs like that bit of like grittiness to it. Like I just wish movies could look that way again. They don't look like that, even though you know lowest budget movie seems shiny and stuff now. I mean, Rogan's got it though, as far as like trying to adapt comics, because he and his writing partner did Preacher, and. Yeah. It took me a little while to realize, oh, this is a grindhouse movie TV show is really what this is, which is similar to the comics. I couldn't get through the comics because the parts that were not like that were really annoying, like people up in heaven talking about shit or whatever. Like, I don't fucking care about any of that. But having the word of God and making people's heads explode and shit was fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so like well, they, I think they also produced Invincible. Did he? Oh, yeah. Well, I know he's in it, but. Yeah. So and like, producing, him and his writing partner are producing a live action adaptation of Invincible as well. Fuck yeah, dude. I mean, they're obviously the people to trust with it. So that's awesome, man. We should have an Invincible discussion, not on this podcast, because I really, really fucking enjoyed that <laughs> cartoon. I'm not a big animated thing guy, but that was a good ass cartoon. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is there anything else you want to bring up about Ninja Turtles? I fucking love it. I love this movie. I'll watch it for the rest of my life. Like, I'll watch it as an old man and still be like, fuck yeah, this movie rocks. <laughs> be like, that's Casey Jones. Yeah. See that? <laughs> Grandson, sit on my knee. Watch this man beat a man with a hockey stick. <laughs> <laughs> well, I own the copy of this that they were selling at Walmart a few years back, 12, 13 years back, where it was the all the movies at that time so that was one through three of these and then the tmnt animated movie yep that's a set i have as well is it so it's got the round thing with like the sleeves for other discs and it came with the four masks and all that shit oh i didn't get all that i just have it all in like one little dvd case yeah i have just like a round like book dvd thing where it's like those four discs and then just a bunch of empty pages to put other shit in there so i'm pretty sure um i'm not gonna i'll say it and i'll probably cut it out i'm pretty sure it mostly contains old porn dvds but it also has (laughs) the ninja turtles in it so knowing that i have this box set um I don't like to break up a box set, but it's not really a box set. It's just a Ninja Turtles holder that happens to have the movie in it. It is currently available on HBO. I don't see it going anywhere. Do you think I should keep this disc or should I dump it? Yeah, keep this and throw the rest of it away. (laughs) I'm inclined to keep at least this one, probably the second one, too. The third one's dog shit, in my opinion. So, yeah, I think the animated one is actually pretty good. Yeah. 
and it is in this universe because in their like lair you see like the ooze container and shredder's helmet and you see like the the time machine cane thing from the third one mm-hmm. yeah so it's still technically supposed to be set in that universe and chris evans plays casey jones that's pretty cool yeah who's the bad guy patrick stewart that's pretty dope that's yeah. pretty dope. I'll have to check that out because I do enjoy the Ninja Turtles. There's a bit of a resurgence of being allowed to like what you liked as kids. Like there was a period of my life where I was like, I'm not watching cartoons because they're for babies. And I was like 13. Meanwhile, everyone else is enjoying being alive and watching Fairly Odd Parents and shit. So like it's, uh, there's a point now where I'm like, oh, I fucking loved playing Pokemon on the Game Boy or I really enjoy the Ninja Turtles. So it's, that's where I'm at right now is I'm just kind of reliving it. I still haven't come to reconcile with the Power Rangers. That still feels like children's programming, but I'm easing into it with Ninja Turtles. Yeah, yeah, definitely go watch that one. I'd do an episode with you on that one. Because there's a a fight scene between Raph and Leo in that movie. That's fucking awesome. Oh, okay. Yeah, that shit was fucking dope. So that was by far the, like, after watching the three of them and then watching that, I was like, oh, if they could do the things in the other movies that they can do in this movie would be the greatest franchise of all time. Like, so fucking good. So... Alrighty, um, so let's talk about four nerds by nerds for a minute here. I've been on quite a few episodes. How about oh, yeah. you give the audience a, a quick little uh, what's going on with the four nerds by nerds? Uh, yeah, we are on it. We're actually on a break right now. I don't know when. When is this episode going out? Ah, uh, who knows? Yeah. Well, if it's in July, we're on a break, but uh, <laughs> we'll be back at the beginning of August. Uh, we just covered Black Widow. We did a review of that, and when we come back, we'll be doing a review of the Suicide Squad. Um, and some movies we have coming up, we have recorded, uh, Zombieland, Child's Play, Beetlejuice, uh, what else? I feel like we have a couple more in there. Fuck yeah, that's a good list right there, though. Yeah, there are some more really good ones in there, too, that I can't think of right now, but, um, yeah, I would much rather talk about me and Miles' new podcast coming to you soon. If it's September, then it's out right now. (laughs) I don't know if we're going to make it. I think it's going to be maybe August, potentially late July. So uh, the show that we do together is called High on Horror. That wasn't a very good one. I usually do those a little better. But (laughs) yeah, I'm up later than I've been in weeks. So uh, (laughs) yeah. We do a movie, a horror movie podcast. It's all about horror movies and shit. Dope as fuck. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, uh, H on H pod. So high on horror. That's going to be the two of us and our buddy Chris from the Geek Peak and all things horror. It's going to be pretty fucking dope. Fuck yeah. So uh, as you may or may not have noticed, I changed the theme song to the same song as the outro because everybody tells me that it's fantastic and that I should really flaunt the end. And that is by The Fat Rat. It is called Unity. This bouncy, fun EDM music is available on YouTube. That is his preferred way for you to click on it because he has a bajillion downloads and every time you click it, he makes money. So please check out unity by the fat rat if you like any of the music featured on this show if you want to get a hold of me you can email me discdumppod at gmail.com that's d-i-s-c-d-u-m-p-p-o-d at gmail.com don't forget that little pp in there it's important on twitter i'm at the disdump 
on uh, Instagram, Disc Dump Podcast, Facebook. There's all kinds of Disc Dump anything. You'll find me. Don't worry. I'm not worried. You're not worried. Let's not worry about it. Just just go find me and follow me. <laughs> Alrighty, Josh, what would you like to share with the audience as a recommendation? Uh, it's summertime, so I recommend you go watch Jaws. Because Good call. not only is it one of the best movies ever made, it's definitely the best summer movie ever. Um, yeah, it's just fantastic. And they released that image a couple weeks ago um, that they had to take out of the movie from when the kid gets eaten on the raft. They really mm-hmm. the image of like the shark's like mouth out of the water, like uh, like in it going to eat the kid. Jesus, and it would have made him even more terrified. <laughs> so I wish that I want I want that edited in. I want them to figure it out and get it in there. My number one fear on this planet is sharks. Number one, hands down, no doubt whatsoever. Sharks are the scary shit in the world to me. And uh, as you've probably heard from the Shark Week episode, audience. So yeah, scary, scary shit. And uh, I've been trying to find Jaws because I like scary shit, and it's only available on Peacock at the moment. And apparently Peacock has just gone free, whatever, whatever. Shameless plug. I want to watch that movie again, so hopefully I'll find it on there. (laughs) (laughs) It's available for free on my DVD show. There we go. (laughs) Thanks for coming on this show with me, buddy. Fuck yeah, buddy. Alrighty, audience. Until next week, toodles. Peace.